Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. The Three and Out Podcast with me, John Middlecoff, is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. America's number one sportsbook, very easy to use, safe and secure. You get your winnings fast. I cannot recommend it enough. Love gambling with FanDuel. If you are new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code Colin so they know we sent you. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, Three and Out Podcast. Hope everyone's doing well. You probably listen to this on a Sunday morning. Happy NFL Week One. Hopefully your team wins. Hopefully your bets cash. Hopefully spreads are covered. Uh, recording this on Saturday. You know, I wouldn't call it quite afternoon. It's twelve fifty uh, lunchtime. Just watched Alabama narrowly. Beat Steve Sarkeesian, who actually, you got to give him credit. I'm going to tip my hat right now. I know you can't see me, but I'm tipping my hat. Just had his greatest career accomplishment, easily his greatest career accomplishment, covering the spread against Alabama at home. Uh, So congrats to Sark and congrats to the University of Texas for um, achieving what they just achieved. And Alabama wins narrowly on the road. In fairness, they don't ever play non-conference road games. They, they do those neutral sites. And let's face it, the neutral sites games usually are essentially a home game. That was cool. It, it's fun. There, there is nothing like the pageantry of college football. 
uh, the intensity of a good game with these non-conference opponents. And as someone who's leery on the, the expanded playoffs, I will say this. If we get more of those games, because no longer, once the playoffs get expanded, we're not allowed to play the shitty programs. The big programs all have to play each other. That, that needs to be mandated because that's what we want. We just want big boys playing other big boys. Now, is Texas a big boy? You know, no. But I, I give them credit. They, they battled the day, and who knows? Their quarterback doesn't get hurt. Maybe they're on the other end, but he did, and they lost. So, Middlecoff Mailbag, at John Middlecoff is the, is the Instagram. Here's what you do. You slide into those direct messages, and you get a question answered here on the show. Uh, just my name, at John Middlecoff. DMs wide open. Fire in and get your questions answered. We're going to do a Sunday mailbag in season. Uh, it's just, you know, a little content for you guys, especially on the East Coast before the games kick off at 1 o'clock. Very weird to me. Uh, I, I'm used to football. You know, you get up, maybe a quick workout, and football's on. You guys on the East Coast, you got, you got some time. You get up at 7 in the morning. I mean, shit, you got five hours, if it was my math right, till NFL games start. But uh, happy NFL Sunday. We'll start with James. Just listen to your recent pod. The max slander is ridiculous. You give Josh Allen and every other rookie quarterback years to mature and develop, then you label Mac average in passing when talking about the AFC East. Explain the reasoning behind giving Mac one year and then writing him off. Well, I didn't like Mac to begin with. I don't like weak arm quarterbacks. So when I am bullish on Josh Allen as a whatever, I mean, obviously he's one of the best players in the league, but if you listen to me five years ago, it's because of his physical traits. He has physical traits that translate to being great. Now, so have a lot of players, and they haven't lived up to it. Mac does not. Mac is not as physically gifted as Kirk Cousins, as Derek Carr. So Mac's ceiling is a 15th best quarterback in the league. Yeah, I judge him on his physical capabilities, right? If I show you two homes that need to be complete gut jobs, well, if one's a gut job overlooking the Pacific Ocean that has 7,000 square feet, and another is a gut job in, a, in Stockton, California that has 1,800 square feet, one has more potential, even if hypothetically you get them for the same price, which obviously you wouldn't be able to. So I'm looking into the future. Like, this is not about the present. Mac presently, and this is why Kyle Shanahan was intrigued by him, was a plug-and-play player. But his skills aren't going to improve. And when I say his skills, like, he's not a powerful arm guy. And he plays in the Northeast. Well, who thrives in the Northeast? Big arm guys. Brady. Roethlisberger. Hell, even Eli had his moments. Favre. Like, and I know far not in the Northeast, but he plays in the cold. You know what I mean? Mahomes now in Kansas City. Cold weather quarterbacks, I like to have big arms. So I'm sorry. I'm not, it's nothing about Mac the guy. I'm betting on Mac the guy maximizing every ounce of talent he has. He's just not my cup of tea. Like, I'm not into those weak arm quarterbacks. And I, I just think he has limitations. Could he, if you're listening to this on Sunday morning, could they beat Tua in Miami? Of course they could. I'd rather have Mac than Tua. But that's, I mean, is that the bar now? I'm comparing him to Josh Allen, to Mahomes, to Justin Herbert, to even Lamar doesn't have the greatest arm, but he brings an element athletically that Mack will never sniff. I'm not a big Kyler guy, but Kyler's physical attributes compared to Mack, I mean, one guy's in a different universe than the other. I'm a big physical trait guy. So, I, you know, Matt Ryan, like, I'm not that bullish on the Colts this year because I'm not Matt Ryan never had a great arm. 
And now he's 37, 38 years old. Same thing happened to Phillip Rivers. You get him at the end, like it, it could be a disaster. Big fan, John. However, I don't see how the Colts win the AFC South, and I think you're wrong about the Titans regressing. I do think they will be the number one. I don't think they will be the number one seed again, but they are the better football team uh, this year than last year. Yeah, that could be true. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I'm not. Honestly, I'm not even that big of a Colts guy. I like Chris Ballard. I'm very questionable about their coach. Like, there's a chance Frank, who is just well liked by the media. And listen, there's a game to be played with the media. Brandon Staley plays it. Adam Silver plays it. Politicians play it. When you get the media eaten out of your hand, it doesn't matter if you're good or bad at your job because they have agendas and they will stick up for the people that are nice to them, right? Roger Goodell printed money for the NFL, asshole the media, media hates them, right? David Stern was the same way. People always blasting him. The NBA shot like a rocket ship. So if you're not kissing the media's ass, and I'm not saying Frank is necessarily that, Frank falls under the category of very well liked. So it's it's different. It doesn't the parallel is not quite I think Dak falls under that category of just he's a likable guy. So people root for him. And he says the right things, he does the right things. And uh I'm just not sure Frank's any good. And I, I'm not sure Matt Ryan still has it. So time will tell. Where do you watch the NFL game replays without the commercials I've heard you mention? NFL plus. Uh it used to be uh NFL. Game Pass, I think they changed the name to NFL Plus. So if you get NFL Plus, it's $99 a year. Basically what happens is you can watch on Monday morning. You can't do it on Sundays, but on like Monday morning, let's just say you're a Minnesota Vikings fan and you want to rewatch the Vikings-Packer game, you can go to NFL Plus. It has the game. And here's what I do. You can watch a condensed version. No commercials, rapid fire. It's like 30 minutes long. So the, what I do usually during the season when I'm watching, you know, a team that I haven't seen, or if I want to talk about something and watch something, I can watch a couple games in an hour, and it's all on NFL Plus. I I usually do it on my iPad. So NFL Plus, love your show. Any advice on podcasting? More specifically, the organizational aspect of how to talk in depth about sports for a long duration without just spitting out statistics nonstop. Thanks. You know. I don't really know what to say beside like just be authentic, you know, just just try to talk like you would talk. I mean, that's what this podcast is. It's just me talking. I talk like this when the mic's not on. I talk like this when the mic's off. You know, I've never been into sports talk radio that just talk, regurgitate statistics. Not that I don't like statistics or use them to make a point, but they kind of bore me. And I think sometimes some of the young media really tries to force these advanced analytics like I'm 37. Most of my people in my life would be from 25 to 40 years old. I, we never talk like that. The NBA and baseball is bad at this too. Like people, I know the league talks like that, but the consumer doesn't. And I, I just try to think about like, how would I talk with my buddies? Yesterday I played golf. How did we talk about sports? I had a couple beers and we bullshitted about Aaron Rodgers, about Kyler Murray. I, I just try to talk like you would with your friends. And that's how normal people talk about sports. If you walked into a bar right now, sat down, ordered a couple rounds, and started talking to the guy next to you, watching Alabama, Texas, you would just have normal football conversations. Uh, I, I don't, I don't really organize it. I mean, I do organize every show I have. I basically just write out my topics and kind of like the angle that I want to have. But then when the light comes on, and the light doesn't actually come on, I just press record. Uh, I just talk. So I, I, that would be my recommendation. Just try to just talk. Now, I would say this. It's a learned skill. I've been doing this for a while now. I mean, I've been a full-time talker 
literally to get a paycheck for almost a decade now. So if you would have listened to me seven, eight years ago, I might have been way worse than I am now uh, and been doing this pod by myself. Doing a pod or doing a radio show or doing anything with someone else is much easier in the sense of you always have someone to lean on. You know, when you go by yourself, you do need to have a plan of attack because it's just you out there on an island. So, you know, you got to know what you're talking about. Like, I couldn't talk geopolitics, right? Like, what do you, what do you think? Uh, break down the China's impact of the economics. Like, I, I, I wouldn't have anything to say. I would get stuck, right? I couldn't break down certain things that are out of my depth. I couldn't break down how to, you know, stuff with the Ford Motor Company, how they put together a car. So you want to talk about something that you know a lot about. And then you just kind of let your personality go from there. I would say that's how any good, you know, solo act kind of works. Uh, but if you have someone else, you can kind of bounce things off each other. I started listening to the pod the last few months. Love the no BS takes on the NFL and now especially college football. I had a question in regards to the Philadelphia Eagles. With so much attention drawn to the offensive side of the ball and with the accusation, acquisition, not accusation, accusation, acquisition, I can't even speak, of A.J. Brown, the maturation of Jalen Hurts, and the small moves such as signing Zach Paschal and drafting Cam Jurgens. Do you think the defense has been overlooked and should they be treated as a dark horse? In free agency, they signed Redick, uh, Kaiser White, uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, not to mention drafting a Jordan Davis and Nicobe Dean. I'm curious your take off on how he's wheeling and dealing this offseason. Well, how he's having worked for him, having known him now for a long time, I mean, he's just... He's one of the most aggressive humans I've ever been around. You know, he's he's on tilt. He's, you know, 100 RPMs, 100 miles an hour, 24-7, 365. And it's one of his greatest attributes is he's just very, very aggressive. He's moving. He's just fast-paced. And then you factor in he's smart. And he is easily the best wheeler and dealer in the NFL. To turn this operation around in a couple of years from the disaster that was Carson Wentz to now being where they're at, is because of his aggressiveness. He, he is not someone that just sits in the slow lane. Uh, but ultimately their success, and I'm picking them to win the division, is Jalen does have to get better. Now, everything that you've read, if you know anyone in the organization, if you're an Eagles fan, obviously you consume their content. He's constantly improving, which is great. But the, the, the difference between like football and most like jobs, like if, you, if you've improved as a salesman, well, you should be selling more. If you've improved as a real estate agent, you should flip more homes. If you've improved as a quarterback, you should complete more passes. So it's just it, it's going to get to the point where it's very concrete. It's very black and white. Like, does he look better? We're about to find out. I'm bullish on him, but he's got to do it. Like, you got to go into Detroit and win that game and slice and dice them. <clears throat> this is from my husband, Blake. Hello, hello. I have a question for you regarding my Cowboys. Do you predict Sean Payton to be the next head coach of the Cowboys within two years? Thanks. Love the show. Get a lot of these sometimes. You know, some of these old school guys don't have Instagram. Don't blame them. Uh, probably easier life without having to check your phone all the time. I would say this about Sean Payton. Sean Payton has probably made 15, let's just, let's just ballpark it at $100 million the last seven, eight years. Now, after taxes and everything, he's got millions upon millions of dollars in the banks. He's making a lot of money now working for Fox. He's an elite head coach. But when you work for the Cowboys, you don't like 
Sean McVay or Kyle Shanahan or now Andy Reid or Pete Carroll, like even young and old coaches, they have so much juice. When Kyle Shanahan wants something, he doesn't have to ask Jed York. They just do it. Like he's in control. That is not the way the Cowboys work. The Cowboys work is Jerry's in charge. It's about Jerry's ego. And Sean Payton, rightfully so, anyone worth their salt at their job, especially a high-level profession where there's a lot of money, has a big ego. So I don't see how Sean Payton and Jerry Jones could just be easily collaborating. I think that would be very, very difficult. And mainly because Jerry Jones would have to allow Sean Payton to be the boss. And look who he just hired, right? He went from Jason Garrett, which was kind of a puppet, to Mike McCarthy, who Mike McCarthy answers to Jerry Jones. Now, I, I just, I have a hard time seeing Sean Payton. I, I honestly, listen, I love, I like Jerry Jones. Love Jerry Jones from an entertainment standpoint. Hope he lives a long time. But I do believe whenever he is out of the picture, which he's not going to be out of the picture until he passes away, it will be easier for the Cowboys to relinquish control for Steven to give it to a guy like Sean Payton, to a guy like Lincoln Riley, something like that. But that's not happening when Jerry's around. And again, I, I'm not, if if I was a Cowboy fan, I'd be torn on that actually. But as a non-Cowboy fan, I, I love Jerry. But it's it's very difficult for this whole situation to get Sean Payton when Jerry's in charge. I'm sure others have said this, but Gary on Conley got traded to Houston. You were thinking of Damon Arnett. Love the show. Yes, I, I had a scout text me that said, just uh, I don't want you to get in any trouble, but because a couple of shows ago, I said that Gruden and Mayock have two first-rounders that are currently in jail, and one is Henry Ruggs, and instead of saying Damon Arnett, who is in jail, uh, I said Gary on Conley. My fault. That That is a... Uh, it, it, we joke around a lot of the show, but you can't say people are in jail when they're not actually in jail. My bad, Gary on Conley. Damon Arnett's in jail. Um... Uh, but I would say Gary Conley is another guy that wasn't a good pick, but not in jail. So, positive. Kick off week one with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Join today to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up with the code COLLIN to get in on the action. Then you can turn game day into payday all season long. Here are two games that I don't like, I love. The 49ers right now about minus seven against the Chicago Bears. I think that is blowout city. The Arizona Cardinals, while they are home hosting the Chiefs, are dealing with a ton of injuries in offense. Rondale Moore, Zach Ertz. I like the Chiefs big in this game. I think the Chiefs have a chance to win the Super Bowl. I think the Chiefs have a point to prove early and often, and I love them in this game even on the road. Play your way and bet on more than just the final score. Wager on everything from touchdowns to total yards to catches. Don't fumble your chance to get $150 in free bets. Win or lose with promo code Colin. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 and over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Iowa, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Must wager in designated offer market. Max bet $5. Restrictions apply.
See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 533-42-ARIZONA, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat, Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG, Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Virginia, 1-877-770-STOP, Louisiana or 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York, Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-888-9789, Tennessee, 1-800-522-4700, Wyoming. Visit www.1800gambler.net, West Virginia. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, John? Listen to you religiously. I appreciate that. Hopefully not too religiously. You've talked a lot about McVay always sitting his starters in the preseason. The first game shows to me that they were very, very rusty. Do you think this would change his mind? Well, that actually isn't the case because that's McVay's first ever loss in a week one game. So McVay has had his starters for years and has never lost a week one game. I think the bigger issue there is Stafford's elbow. He hadn't been practicing consistently and looked terrible. And now their offensive line, they lose Whitworth. They just weren't as good. I mean, the Bills... If the Bills were a dome team, like if the Bills were the Colts, they would go like 15-2 and two with ease. They are built to dominate on, on in a dome. Von Miller, I mean, they would kick ass. Now, they're still probably a 12 or 13 win team, but they, they are a tough matchup for a dome team. I do think I'm going to give them some wiggle room. Stafford, we, we can't be throwing no-look passes over the middle of the field when you haven't been practicing all offseason. That, that, that was pretty bad. And I'm a Stafford guy. I'm a supporter. Listen to the podcast last night. Really, uh, really funny. My nephew has a similar name to one you referenced. My ball, <laughs> my ball sack hurts. Sophomore, but very keeps you laughing. That's that's good. I, I, I'd say uh, it hurts when I fart. Is might not be as good as my ball Zach hurts. That's that's pretty good. I love a good fantasy football name. That's funny. Okay, bro, uh, love the podcast, but you're shorting the Broncos? The defense is ridiculous that Russ only has to microwave. I will say I mostly agree with you, though. I'm a big sports card guy and don't get the Lamar hate 
just like you, bro. I will say your show's fire. I never miss a pot. It's a lot of positivity here. Oh, and you can tell Colin and the RJ Young ad literally annoys me to the point where I would never listen. Okay, I probably should. Listen, we got to take care of our advertisers here. We are open to anyone that wants to advertise on the show. Food, and we've seen the price of food, is not cheap. We all need to eat. And in this industry, advertising, I don't even know what uh, commercial you're talking about, but I'm glad they're on the show. And uh, here's what I will say about Russ and just the team. One, they just the, the coaching staff is a major, major question mark. It, it really is. I saw someone forwarded me a clip of Russ running out to practice doing fake high fives. I, I just, I, I've never disputed how good the guy is. I've never disputed how much I enjoy watching him play when Russ is cooking. But God, the cheesiness, and it doesn't cloud my vision of why I'm not picking the Broncos. He's been cheesy while he's been kicking ass. But it's like, bro, how do you fake high five people running out of the of the building to go to practice? What, what are we, how can you be that weird? How can you be that weird? I don't know. It's crazy. What's up, John? Looks like great times in Nash Vegas. What's the name of that sweet course in Scottsdale that has an Indian-sounding name? Thanks, brother. It's called Weekapow. W-E-K-O-P-A? Something like that. It's got 36 holes. I've never met a human that has not played Weekapow and not loved it. It is fantastic. I know Riggs, who lives in Scottsdale, barstool guy, it's like one of his favorite courses. He plays out here a bunch. Uh, played with a guy yesterday who just played it, said it was badass. It is, it's sweet. It's a little bit of a trek if you're staying in Scottsdale. Even if you're staying in not North Scottsdale, it's a good drive out there. But it is well worth it. It's got 36 holes. It's badass. With the quality of training these young high school and college quarterbacks are getting and the playing age of DBs in the NFL getting older, do you think there will be a time where nearly every team will have an elite or close to elite quarterback Love your work all the way from Australia, down under. Uh, I, I would say no, because it's just so hard to, you know, the, in any industry, no matter how talented people are, there are always going to be people way better than others. So like, for example, Mac Jones, who people think I hate, I do not. He's fine. Jimmy Garoppolo, right? These guys are fine. But there is a Grand Canyon, there is a massive, there, there's a statewide gap of him and like, Lamar Jackson, right, of Kyler Murray, just to the talent, let alone the top five guys. So it, it, it translates to any industry, right? You just, no matter the training, no matter the access to information, no matter how fast, in this case, you start throwing it at a young age, they're just going to be guys that are better than others. It's the best part about the world we live in, you know? Cream always rises. The talent always separates. So you can be really good. And listen, to be an NFL quarterback... Like Jacoby Brissett. I, I think he's a average backup. Yet he's starting in the NFL. And relative to society and relative to other football players, he is dramatically better than 99% of them. But relative to his own group and position at the pro level, you know, he's probably like the 45th best quarterback in the league. But I hear what you're saying. Not a terrible theory. There might be... It's never been easier to play quarterback just in sense of you can't get hit, your wide receivers can't get blasted over the middle, but it still is a very, very, very tough uh, job to master and be really good at, no matter how talent, quote-unquote talented you are. If you look at the numbers, Davis Mills was unequivocally 
better than Trevor Lawrence last season. I get that Lawrence was dealing with a bad roster and fraud Meyer. I added the fraud part. He said Urban. But the Texans are exactly, aren't exactly world beaters, and David Culley had no business being a head coach. Help me understand why Lawrence is still hailed as a generational talent and future franchise quarterback. But everyone says that the Texans need to be on in on Stroud or Bryce Young in next year's draft. I'm not saying that. I'm very interested to watch Davis Mills play. Davis Mills was a big-time recruit that went to Stanford. Davis Mills isn't some like random overachiever from you know San Diego State or McNeese State or UCF. Like this guy was, I'm pretty sure a four-star quarterback. I think he's from Texas. Like he he's not some little engine that could. He's six five. He's got an enormous neck. Davis Mills' neck does look a little weird, but I, I think he's got a chance to be pretty good. Now, how good? I mean. Time will tell, but I'm very fascinated to watch him play. But Trevor is a much more talented player. Trevor is better arm. He's more athletic. Uh, and he's just achieved a lot more. The other thing, Davis, Davis got hurt a lot in college. Davis did not play a lot because he was always injured. So that has to factor in too. But I'm with you. His rookie season was good. And I know this, the Texans are not, not high on the guy. Last question. Loaded question here. I'm a third-year elementary PE teacher assistant high school football coach in Massachusetts. With the running back position being devalued the past few years, no longer paying a premium and going with a platoon of backs, and now looking like linebackers are becoming easily replaceable as well, do you think that happening with the wide receiver position in the future? With so much talent, does the market level out? Or are the good guys so good that they will always separate themselves? Well, like I said with the quarterbacks, there's always a separation at the top, right? In any industry, whether you play wide receiver whether you're a doctor, whether you're a, run a construction company, there are always people that are going to be better than others. But the way the world works, and listen, I, I'm kind of looking into, I need to buy a new car. It's a supply-demand issue. It's, we talk about this all the time with the housing market. Like, why were prices skyrocketing last year? Well, there was less supply and there was more demand. Like, there are basic levels of economics that apply to any industry. And the more and more, like if every year is going to produce C.D. Lambs and Jerry Judys, and, and those we don't even know if those guys are good yet. And every year you're getting three or four Jamar Chases and Justin Jeffersons. Like, yeah, it's going to level out. You're, it's going to be easier to find them. But we just saw the Titans move on from A.J. Brown, and now they don't know if Traylon Burks is good. But if like Traylon Burks in a two years is really good, like they made the right decision. Because economically, they saved a bunch of money. They replaced them. They get a guy on a you know on a fifth-year option, long-term contract. A.J. Brown costs a premium. They basically bought low and sold high. So the difference here is you're dealing with human beings. So no matter how much you think a guy's going to be good, you never know, right? I mean, the Eagles didn't think Jalen Rager was going to suck when they took him pick 21. But two years later, that pick was a disaster. Ask the second part of this question, then we'll be done. If the wide receiver edge rushers, I'm thinking most valuable outside of quarterback, are demanding top dollar, could you see a player taking a short-term deal with max money, like Rodgers did, knowing the cap will increase and then renegotiating for more and more? Or do you have to play it cautious and take the guaranteed money? That's what football has over all these players, non-quarterback, is Trent Williams, for example. Trent Williams is worth like $35 million a year, easy. But when he was a free agent, what's he going to do? Like play on year-to-year contracts at $25 million? He has offers at $60-plus million guaranteed. He just, it's, I I remember being living in Philadelphia and they were talking about Cole Hamels was going to hit the free agent market. <clears throat> and I remember hearing like Buster Only or Peter Gammons 
it's easy to say I'm going to play the situation out for the guy that doesn't have $125 million sitting in front of him. So Debo Samuel, right? He wanted a ton of money. He wanted uh, Tyree Kill and Devontae Adams money. And then the 49ers put whatever it was, $58 million in front of him. Like, what's he going to do? Not sign that? Like, here's $58 million, Debo. You've made a total of $3.5 million in your career. Money's all relative, too. So if you're making hundred grand, you know, what if I put $5 million in front of you? It's easy to be like, well, if I play this out, maybe I could make nine. Well, maybe you could. Or maybe it could blow up in your face. So you got to have, like, there's a number. I remember having this really, really smart guy tell me about investing in stocks. If you're investing a lot of money in a stock and you think it's going to be a five-bagger or a 10-bagger or a three-bagger, whatever, you buy it at 10 bucks. If you don't have a plan of attack and write down a number, like, are you willing to sell, like, if I invest, let's just pick an even number, 50 grand at $10. You have to write down, like, if that stock goes to $30, you're going to sell and take your profit. Because if you don't, you'll be you'll get to $30 and you'll go, this thing can go to 50. And then hell, it might get to 50. And then you'll be like, this thing can get to 100. All of a sudden, something happens, recession happens, and that $10 stock is now at four. And you're losing your ass. So I think you have to approach the same thing as a player like Lamar Jackson. You're going to turn down $165 million, Lamar, which I commend. I say it all the time. I'm as big of a proponent and have as much admiration for people with balls and people betting on themselves as anybody. I'll probably never get a W-2 the rest of my life. I don't care. But there is an element to business that is you got to take the emotion out of it and be black and white. Like Lamar, $165 million. You were the 32nd pick. How much does Lamar make? Six, seven million dollars? $165 million? What if someone falls on your leg in one of these games, snaps it, and you can never run around again? What if that happens? You will lose $165 million. Even if you want to factor in, he's making whatever, 23 this year? So the number is $140 million. Like there is a time where, and I battle with this sometimes too. Like, am I getting screwed in this deal? Is this fair? And then if you take a deep breath, take a step back and be like, listen, it's all, everyone's profiting here. We're all doing well in, in anything, in any deal you're involved in. Cause it's easy to get in your own head and just, just think about yourself. But when like, it takes two to tango, like, Hey Lamar, are the Ravens ever going to offer you $200 million? You'd be like, well, he's betting on himself getting a free agency. Well, he's not getting a free agency. He's got this year. Then they got a franchise tag. Then they got another franchise tag. He's, he's got nowhere to go. This isn't baseball. This isn't the NBA. This is a league. This is a team run or, you know, operation. The teams have the juice. Kirk Cousins played it out, but it took him years. And Lamar, different than Kirk Cousins, is like he runs around. And you can argue last year he got hurt, you know, in the pocket or behind the line of scrimmage, but still it's it's football. It's a dangerous game. Shit, he could get he could tear an Achilles training. So I I think he's got to be very, very careful. Uh well, I know he's not. I, I think he's I think he's insane. I think Lamar Jackson made a moronic business decision. Couldn't have made a worse business decision turning down, unless they're offering him $80 million. But all reports are it's over $160 million, guaranteed. You can't turn down that type of money. You, you just, you, you can't. Not not with the risk reward. It, it just does not pencil. I, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll never believe it. Um, appreciate everyone listening. Hopefully you guys have a good Sunday and talk to everyone soon. Subscribe to the podcast, three and out. Also, Middlecoff Mailbag, that's this show. Add John Middlecoff. Peace.
Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 